We are dedicating today's entire show to answering your questions pertaining to Bible prophecy. Do you have a question or comment? Join us by calling 1-877-363-8463. We're going to discuss the two things you're not supposed to talk about, politics and religion. Welcome to Politics and Religion. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Uh, Dave is on his way to Ann Arbor, Michigan to host a conference, so he is not in the studio today, but we are having open line. So the whole show is going to be geared on what you want to talk about. So give us a call, uh, ask your question, make your comment. We'd love to chat with you today. The number to call is one 363 8463 It's 1-877-END-TIME. As I mentioned, Dave's on his way to Ann Arbor. He'll be there tomorrow night at 6 p.m. talking about the future and Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. talking about breaking prophetic fulfillments and they will have a Q&A session after that. You can learn more about that conference at endtime.com slash events. So if you're in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area, make plans to come out and join us. Dave and Jana would love to meet you out there. All right, Doug, we're excited about today's show. <laughs> yeah, we what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. You know, uh, Vince, the Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famine, pestilence, all kinds of things. Mark of the beast. So, guess what? We got a little bit of that uh, to you know talk about today, and anything that the viewers want to talk about today, uh, anything that you have on your mind that pertains to Bible prophecy, just give us a call, and we'll talk about that. But there is a lot going on in the headlines, so. We can talk about all kinds of things today, Vince. There are. And, you know, this week was a special week. Um, We started off the show, uh, the week rather, we were off on Monday because of uh, honoring the July 4th holiday. Um, So we got the 5th off. And then Dave came in on Tuesday and did a show on several proofs we were in the end time. And it was interesting because uh, a friend of the ministry, Will Johnson, uh, he's done some interviews with us. He posted on his Facebook page, go there and watch the show and tell him that Will Johnson sent you. And so we started getting uh, a bunch of people that were uh, watching his show over on our show saying, Will Johnson sent me. So uh, yeah. welcome to all the audience of Will Johnson that have been joining us all week. We certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, and then, I wasn't here Tuesday, so I didn't get to see all that. That's I wish right. I now, been where here. were you, Doug? I was on my... 35th wedding anniversary trip down in Fredericksburg, Texas. So That's awesome. Yeah. 35 years of marriage. 35 years. And you yeah. know, that's longer than I've been alive. Wow. How's that feel, Doug? <laughs> that makes me feel really old, Vince. Thank <laughs> you. But yeah, that's it was quite a trip and we had a good time, but I missed that Tuesday of uh, getting to hear that program. And then the day after that, um, Dave talked about message of deception. So you want to go back and watch that if you missed out on that. And then yesterday we had the honor of honoring uh, what would have been Irvin Baxter's 76th um, birthday. Um, and so we're celebrating, uh, in spite of our grief, we're celebrating the life that he had, the impact that he had on 
all of us as team members and uh, family members and friends of the ministry. You know, he's he's been on, he was on this show every day pretty much for you know close to well this show uh, specifically uh, the radio show that's turned into a television show, but. Uh, that would have been over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, but he'd been doing end-time ministries for over 30 years. And so every single day he's been hammering away and uh, <laughs> on the air talking to you all. And so um, we had the privilege of honoring him. Um, and we'll continue to do that. He's he's not going anywhere as far as we're concerned. He'll always be a huge part of what's happening here at End Time Ministries, of course. And um, it's it, because of that show too that I'm here. I mean, that's true. I started listening on the radio, you know, twenty something years ago. Uh, just like, you know, yesterday we had Pastor Johnny uh, give a video testimony, and he talked about hearing him on the radio station for the first time and. That's how I heard him too, and uh, because of that, I'm here now. So, impacted my life greatly. So it was it was an honor and a privilege yesterday to be able to honor him on his birthday. Yep, it was it was a really fun show. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, go to watch.endtime.com and go to the end of the age weekday section and uh, check out remembering Irvin Baxter. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did spend 50 years and hundreds of thousands of hours studying Bible prophecy and the book of Revelation. Um, And as a result of all that work, all those years of talking to folks like you and praying and seeking God to have better understanding of the scriptures and the prophecies, um, he created what we think is the most easy to understand commentary series that's ever been created on the book of Revelation. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it. I've seen it. Everyone that watches it loves it. Uh, we haven't had a negative complaint about it whatsoever. It's been quite the opposite, actually. Everyone's just raving about um, how clear everything is and how uh, beneficial it, this resource is going to be to the kingdom. Uh, I've actually taught part one that's at, right. at my church, and they absolutely loved it and can't wait for us to be able to start part two. Right now we're in understanding the end time there, and so we're going to go through that first, but then we're going to go into part two because it wasn't out yet, and they they just can't hardly wait. They're chomping at the bit. That's wonderful. The uh, series is called Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ. We have volume one and volume two, but you can unlock the complexity that has been uh, around the book of Revelation. Um, and, And when you do that, you're going to eliminate fear as Irvin guides you chapter by chapter on the book of Revelation. And like I was saying, we wanted to honor him this month for his birthday. One way that we're doing that is we're reducing the cost of that. Uh, series just for you all. Um, instead, it's usually two ninety nine. There's ten lessons in volume one with a book that's over uh, almost three hundred pages long. Uh, volume two is eleven lessons with a book, and uh, we're making volume one available for one time donation of one hundred and fifty dollars. Or you can do, let's see, it's uh, five interest-free auto donations of $30. You can get that uh, if you would prefer that. It'll go out on a monthly basis. So you can get volume one for $150 or five $30 donations. Um, or you can get volume two for that same price. Or you can get them both for 300 So uh, special month this month in that regard. If you've wanted the actual copy of Revelation volume one and two, this is the perfect time to get it. Uh, it will be a blessing to you and your family's lives. There's no doubt about that. All right. 
The number to call. It's all about your calls today. Your comments on Facebook uh, is one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. We're running out of time here in this segment, but we will get to the phones after the break. I uh, just wanted to remind everyone on Facebook that please share this. It helps get the word out, helps break the algorithm a little bit, and uh, get to your friends and family. Hit the heart button instead of the like. They've moved the like button on Facebook chat. You'll notice instead of being at the top, it's down at the bottom right now. So uh, hit the heart down there. You didn't know that, did you, Doug? I did not know that. Well, I didn't either until I logged in for the show, and I went, oh my word, I'm an old man. I don't know how to use anything anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're taking your calls today, so give us a call. Get, you can get in while we're on the break. one 877 877 Doug and I look forward to chatting with you callers on the other side of the break. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one, Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Be sure to call in and talk to Doug and I. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'll go to Indiana. Richard, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi, Richard. You're on the show. Okay. Um, I have a question for you. Um, considering the scriptures, uh, what what kind of physical condition will the earth be in when Jesus comes back? Okay, Richard, when you say when Jesus comes back, do you mean at his second coming, or are you talking about after he establishes his kingdom on earth? What What are you looking for there? Um, let, let's just um, 
Okay. Uh, after he comes back, after the uh, wrath of God. Okay. So during the millennial reign period is kind of what where you're going for. Uh, so uh, no, no, no. Before that. Okay. Well, at the point no, when he comes, we just say just at the. When 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 the rapture takes place, what kind okay. of physical condition will the earth be in? Well, the Bible doesn't give us a lot of information about what the earth is going to be in uh, physically at that point. We know from Scripture that it's going to be toward the end of the tribulation period. It's going to be right there at the end. We see in Revelation chapter 11 when the two witnesses are killed. That's the second coming. And so I'm sure that there it says... In Revelation uh, chapter 16, it tells us that just before this, he gathers them together uh, in the plains of Megiddo for the battle of Armageddon. So it lets us know that in Revelation chapter 16. And so I'm sure it's going to be war is pressing down on Israel and it's going to seem like uh, Israel is about to be wiped off the face of the earth. Uh, We're going to be gone through three and a half years of tribulation period. Uh, that is going to be hard. It says that he makes war against the saints for 42 months during that time period. In that, uh, in that time period, it's going to be pretty, pretty bad. It's going to seem like the worst times. The Bible says that it will be like uh, no tribulation that the earth has ever experienced before. And then, well, when you he... know, the, in Isaiah it says the earth will wobble; it will turn upside down. Mm-hmm. Peter says the elements will be melted. Um, I think in one place, uh, I think in Revelation says, uh, Jesus says, the earth was ruined. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just uh, care. But, but then again, Jesus says they'll be building and giving you marriage and so on. So it seems almost contradictory there. Well, the people that are part of the one world government system, life will probably not be too bad for them. They're going to take the mark of the beast. They're going to be part of that one world government system, and they're going to probably have prosperity and think that things are going pretty well. Uh, But then those of us who refuse to take that mark and that are here, it's going to be devastating. Now, when, when the wrath of God is poured out, I believe that that's those scriptures you're talking about where the earth is shaken because it tells us that in, in Revelation chapter 6, uh, when it talks about the return of Christ there, it, it says that the sun's dark and the moon doesn't give us light. The stars uh, fall from heaven. The earth is shaken. Uh, there's great earthquakes. There's great hailstones. All those things are going to be happening. Okay. Okay. Do you think that will happen on the entire earth or just in the area of perhaps Israel? I think that it's probably that's probably going to be a global event. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, well, thank you very much. All right, thank Th- you, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Now, now, Doug, I think Richard initially, when he was when he was commenting, it was sounded like he was thinking that the wrath of God occurs before the second coming, and that felt like maybe where there was some confusion there. Yeah. Of course, you were trying to make clear that that's not what we teach. Right. Can you talk a little bit more of that? Just sure. For- so you know, I know that we also. Uh, you know, we have people ask about the rapture and the timing of that. And so uh, we believe that the rapture happens because of Matthew chapter 24 when it says, uh, verse 29 through 31, that it happens immediately after the tribulation of those days. And so we believe that the second coming and the rapture are the exact same event. Now, people try to try to get that in their mind. How is that going to happen? But I heard it explained to me real well one day when I was with... Uh, 
uh, Pastor Baxter, and we were at a conference, and um, he said that it, it would be like uh, being on your way to the airport and how uh, many people are at different bus stations and a bus is picking them up and they're all traveling, but they're all heading to one destination. And then from there, they're going to leave that destination on one airplane and they're going to go to the final place that they're meeting at. So it's like a shuttle, like the rapture happens. We're all raptured up. And then at that moment, when everybody meets Christ in the air, then that's when we come back with him uh, to the Mount of Olives and his feet touch the Mount of Olives. Zechariah 14 lets us know that we come back with Christ at that moment for that battle of Armageddon when he fights for Israel and Jerusalem there. And so, anyway, that's we, we teach that that rapture will happen at the end of the tribulation period. Revelation 11 talks about that. Like I said before, with the two witnesses, they lay dead in the street for three and a half days. And then the voice from heaven says, come up here, and they rise up to meet Christ in the air. And their enemies watch on as they disappear into the clouds. And then it says at that same time, there's this great shaking and it's time for the seventh trumpet. And at that seventh trumpet, it says that it's time to uh, the, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. And that it's time to judge the dead and that your prophets uh, shall receive their reward in your saints. And so at that time, that's the rapture when all of that happens. So, um, it's it's that's kind of a brief <laughs> a brief answer for a long explanation. So. But so we know that a war is coming that'll kill a third of mankind. Right, six trumpet war. So we have always believed that that has to be nuclear to to kill that many people. Right. It just doesn't feel like it would be a slow situation. It's got to be huge impact stuff. Yeah. And so we know there'll be nuclear bombs involved, or at least we believe that, and it seems pretty obvious. Uh, so the world will look a little different in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we know that there's going to be people walking around with the mark of the beast, mm-hmm. and technology is going to shift in that regard. Yeah, things are going to, you know, like if you walked into a grocery store today and you hadn't been in one in 30 years, you would think you were in a sci-fi movie. Absolutely. I remember when the self-checkouts came in. We actually had somebody call in and say, I went to the store and and they installed one of those self-checkouts at our Walmart. Is that the mark of the beast? Yeah. I remember getting that voicemail many years ago. And so things will look different. Yeah. We just don't really know exactly how that will look. Well, you think about one-third of mankind being killed. I mean, look at how different our world looks right now. And all we did was go through COVID. So look at how different the world is already just because of a viral uh, situation that was going on. Think about when we've had a nuclear exchange and one-third of the population is now dead. And I'm sure that a nuclear exchange would change uh, a little bit of the demographics of the land and everything too, you know. But I, I know that it, that's a complicated uh, situation because we don't have a lot of scripture that tells us exactly what the outcome is going to be from that exchange mm-hmm. other than it's going to kill one-third of mankind. And we know also that m- people are still going to live their life and not repent after something that major happens. You know, I remember after 9-11, people flooded our churches, you know, because... They knew something significant had, had happened. But that scripture actually tells us that people are going to go about living their life and just doing the same thing and not seeking God still after something that catastrophic happens. It's hard yep. to believe sometimes. 
Absolutely. Well, Marcia, uh, Marcia on Facebook wants to know, uh, when it talks about the beast that rises out of the sea, is it important to know or discern approximately where that occurs? So when it, when it talks about the beast that rises out of the sea, we're not talking about a physical beast that's going to come up out of the ocean or anything like that. That sea, we believe, represents a sea of people. So among all the peoples and the nations is going to come this beast. And this beast is going to be a one-world government beast. We have in there, we have um, the seven heads, uh, we have the ten horns, we have the lion, the leopard, and the bear. All those nations that Daniel chapter 7 talks about and explains that these beasts are kings or kingdoms, all those kingdoms come together as one kingdom and then that political figure will rise up and take control of that one world government beast. So we're not talking about a physical dragon that's going to come up out of a physical sea, but we know that it's probably going to be in the area of... Uh, Europe, something like that, where the Antichrist is going to come out of because we understand that those ten horns represent the same thing as the ten toes from Daniel chapter 2. And those ten toes are uh, iron mingled with clay, which the iron legs was the Roman Empire. The iron mingled with clay is the Holy Roman Empire. So it'll be a revived Holy Roman Empire that this Antichrist rises out of. So the beast could actually be, especially since the body of it is the leopard, from Europe. So, so to it's, answer, it's not going to be like somebody records a video on the beach and here comes this beast and it goes viral on social media. Right. It won't be like that. It'll at be all. subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. It'll be a, a one world government that comes about. And so it's, it's not a physical beast uh, as far as we're going to see a dragon come up out of the ocean. All right. Thank you for that, Doug. We will go to Deborah in Texas. Deborah, welcome to End of the Age. Deborah, are you there? She hung up. All right, Deborah, we lost you. Uh, we'll go to Zane in Colorado. Zane, welcome to End of the Age. Hey there. Um, it's actually James. But um, sorry about that, I'm James. Tennessee originally, you probably didn't understand my accent. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking about the prophecy of Jehu and Jezebel in the Old Testament in the Bible, and it's that. If you guys can see anything of how that would relate to what's going on in today in America and what we're seeing, um, you know, across throughout the Capitol and the the White House and everything now. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll take a, the answer offline. But you guys are doing great, and hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, James. Thank you, James. We appreciate it. Um, well, Vince. To me, I, I believe that that's a spiritual thing. The, the Jezebel spirit, um, all that is it's relating to the spiritual part of what our country is about. Now, we don't have a, a study that we've gone in and actually studied that out to see how it correlates with the things that are going on right now. But when I think of the, the scriptures that talk about Jezebel and the spirit of Jezebel, and I believe that that has been on this nation for a long time. I know that there's a teaching out there that I've heard before that relates that Jezebel to a particular person. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that today because I don't even uh, I haven't ever really studied that out. Uh, what these people are saying about that situation, but I do believe, just to answer James' question, that it's a spiritual matter, and and some of what's happening in this nation right now with. Um, 
the spirit of abortion, with the spirit of homosexuality, with the spirit of um, adultery and fornication. All those things, I believe, correlate with that uh, prophecy about Jezebel. Is because I, I believe that that spirit is what's in control right now in this country. I mean, the majority of the people in this nation, they have no problem with fornication and adultery and all these sexual sins. And when you think of the spirit of Jezebel, that's what you think of is the sexual sins and those th- kind of things. So that's kind of my, that's my opinion. That's not scriptural. That's not something that we've studied out. That's just Doug's opinion. So, James, that didn't cost you anything extra today. <laughs> You know, if I wasn't so, I'm, I've got bad sinus problems going on right now. <laughs> Poor Vince. And uh, I've got an opinion too, Doug. Yeah. And I don't know if I've got enough in me to share it. <laughs> but I'll just start by, I'll share a little bit and say that I think we give Jezebel too much credit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about a spirit of Jezebel. Yeah. But I know about a spirit of Satan. Yeah. And I know that spirit is like a roaring lion. Mm-hmm. Seeking whom he may devour. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just think that I'm not scared of a spirit of Jezebel or any other name you want to put with it. Right. Because we've got Jesus. We have no reason to be get, getting caught up in these things that yeah. uh, we've identified and, and created. Right. Um, there is certainly uh, demonic spirits mm-hmm. that are real, very real. I've seen things with my own eyes. Yeah. I've seen demon-possessed people. I've seen them delivered uh, through the power of Jesus, uh, literally physically delivered in front of my eyes. I've witnessed it right. um, on a number of occasions, actually, uh, three or four times personally I've seen it uh, in person. I had one person in my office that was demon-possessed before. And uh, I watched the Lord deliver this young man. Mm. And I just feel like we, we, give, we peg these spirits onto certain people over time. It's like um, blind Bartimaeus. I hate that we call him blind <laughs> Bartimaeus. Didn't yeah. Jesus heal him? Yes, he did. And why are we calling him blind Bartimaeus still? <laughs> He's not blind anymore. He, he saw. <laughs> yes, so, he did. Uh, you know, I just think... Um, we need to trust in Jesus and Absolutely. had nothing to do with what James called about. But yeah. when we started talking about the spirit of Jezebel, it kind of started triggering well, me a little. It's a trigger word. You you definitely don't want to act like Jezebel because you know how she ended up. Indeed. The, the dogs ate her dead Indeed. body. So we don't want that happening. That's a good thought, Doug. Right. Don't act like Jezebel. No. Got it. <laughs> All right. Well, we are running out of time. I do want to remind, running out of time for this segment. I do want to remind you that Dave will be in Ann Arbor. He and Jana will be there. Uh, they're heading out right now. Um, and the conference tomorrow is at 6 p.m. We'll be talking about the future. And then Sunday morning uh, at 10.30 a.m., breaking prophetic fulfillments with a Q&A session to follow. It's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So if you're in the area, uh, be sure to stop by. Doug and Jan, uh, Dave and Jan, excuse me, would love to meet you and answer your questions and just connect with you. Uh, you can learn more about it at endtime.com slash events. We are taking your calls. The number to call is one eight seven seven end time We look forward to talking with you after the break. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. 
When you subscribe to Into the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search Into the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Open lines at one eight seven seven end time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Just want to remind you again, we have the most unbelievable deal we've ever offered. You can learn more about it at endtime.com slash rev, endtime.com slash R-E-V. We're making Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one and two available um, at a rate that we've never done before. And um, if you can't, uh, pull that off. We have an option where you can do it in five payments. So be sure to do that. It's uh, one of Irvin Baxter's legacy works that is what we're calling the one of the, the easiest to understand, uh, easy to understand a commentary chapter by chapter uh, from Irvin Baxter. He goes through it, and it is really, really incredible teaching. And so you want to be sure to get that if you don't already. Intime.com slash R-E-V or you can call us at 1-800-END-TIME. All right, we'll go straight to the phones. Uh, Carlos in California, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're well, how are you? Hello? We're well, how are you? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hey, uh, my question was uh, about, you know, people, uh, I just read a book, I reread it, uh, God Understanding God's Word. By David Bernard, and uh, so my question is, um, you know, when you see people like this that have, you know, theological degrees and and they seem to know a lot of, about the Bible, and, and I do like that that book a lot and help me understand the Bible. But when they come to the understanding Revelation and and the second coming of Jesus, they, it seems that they forget the same way that they used to, to understand and apply the Bible, they they kind of forget it. So how... Um, Carlos, you trying to get you know, us in trouble today? people like this? Because I know a they lot of them. Um, you know, come to, to understanding, uh, you know, the end times. Carlos, you trying you know, to get us and, in trouble? I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, can you lose, hear me? Did we lose Carlos? Oh, well, 
He hung up. Okay. So we'll, we won't know if he was trying to get us in no, trouble. No, we won't. He, did, he sounded like he was sincere, but he wasn't up to <laughs> no, anything. I don't think he was up to So it's, it's, it's uh, how do the people come to the understanding of Bible prophecy and why aren't pastors teaching it more in church is kind of the, the question I got. Yeah. Is that, is yeah, that fair? I want to be fair I, for I think Carlos. that's what he was trying to say. And, you know, I mean, a lot of that, Vince, that, that comes from, you know, if they're comfortable with the topic. Uh, not everybody has studied prophecy out. You know, I mean, our, our main driven mission as Christians is to teach the kingdom of God and to uh, go out and share the gospel with people. So that's, that's where most of our, our leaders are coming from. They're coming from wanting to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the beautiful gospel with people that changes your lives. This particular ministry, uh, we we focus more on the prophecies. I mean, it goes hand in hand, we believe, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because uh, without the gospel, we're not going to make the rapture. We're not going to be in the kingdom of God. And so, uh, you know, we teach that along with the prophecies. But we know that prophecy, the things that are happening right now, the Lord has given us this tool and, and showed Pastor Baxter um, all these these wonderful things about this prophecy. So that's what we focus on. Our, most of our church leaders, you know, they're not going to get up there and, and teach prophecy every weekend. They're going to go up there and they're going to teach people how to be Christians and, and how to follow the Word of God. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, we, we need that in our churches. We need people to hear the gospel and be, uh, you know, led in a, in a discipleship to where they can become Christians and go out and um, teach other people to become Christians. So. That's my answer. <laughs> you and I both are in pastoral ministry actively yeah. now. And so, um, you know, we need a steady diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't always eat X thing. Right. You have to, you have, to have variety. You've got to get all the nutrients. Right. There is a lot of content in the Word of God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, of course, prophecy is a lot. There's a lot of prophecy in the Word of God as well. And so, you know, I can't specifically provide an answer for each pastor out there. But I know that, you know, they may have spent the week dealing with marital problems, people calling them with marital problems, uh, kids that are on drugs, adults that are on drugs. I mean, the list goes on and on of all the types of calls you get as a pastor on a daily basis. And so um, by the time Sunday rolls around, you got a lot going on, of course, ideally, and, and i pray this is true for your pastor ideally they're seeking the lord on what they should teach and it's just not always going to be prophecy um so i i I don't know what to say other than that um so prophecy is important to be taught uh we would love it if it was taught more if that's what the spirit wanted for your church and we'd be happy to help in that way so uh give us a call we'd love to help you out uh, all right, we will go to Michaela in Louisiana. Michaela, welcome to End of the Age. I'm here. Hi, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. There was a, there was a question I had about the tribulation and the rapture. Great. What's your question? The question was that, uh, was that is the tribulation going to happen first or is the rapture going to happen first? Now, Michaela, you're trying to get us in trouble now, aren't you? (laughs) 
really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. There's a lot of people that get worked up about our answer on that, uh, but but we are happy to answer it. Doug, <laughs> Thanks, go ahead and be the bad guy. <laughs> All right. Well, Michaela, the the thing to remember is when we're born again Christians. Uh, we don't have to be afraid of anything. We don't have to worry about anything because we know that the Lord is going to take care of our situation. He promises us that in Scripture over and over again. But if we're looking at Scripture and we're looking for the truth about the timing of the rapture, there's a lot of things that we can see. And this is one of the, the Scriptures that we use for that. And this is Jesus talking in Matthew 24. And it says in Matthew 24... Verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be dark and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he shall send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds and from one end of the heaven to the others. So right there we hear Jesus' own words that it will happen immediately after the tribulation of those days. So that's what we teach here at End Time. Does that, does that help you? Yes, sir. All right. Well, remember, you just need to be a born-again Christian. You don't have to be afraid of that kind of stuff. We don't have to worry about it. And the bottom line, there's a lot of opinions about that, and this isn't something that's a salvation issue, but our salvation will get us out in that rapture no matter when the timing is, no no matter when we believe it's going to happen. We just have to read the Scripture and take the truth from the Word of God and not be afraid because the Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you for calling. Oh, goodbye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we will go to Oklahoma. Darlene, welcome to End of the Age. Hi there. Hi. Hey, Darlene. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question about, um, it's in Luke twenty-one thirty-six. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to be praying that... Um, we escape, or in Luke twenty one thirty six, watch ye de- watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. So, are we supposed to be praying that we be found worthy, or that God would just count us worthy? Well, not that we would be worthy. So, Dolly, when we when we read that scripture and we look at how do, how do we know that we're going to escape these things? We escape through the rapture. And the thing is, is that he's, he's not talking about um, escape as we think of it. He's talking about before that wrath of God actually comes, that we can escape through that rapture. And how do we get ourselves in the rapture? We get ourselves in the rapture by being uh, born again. That's our salvation. It's mm-hmm. a result of our salvation that we'll escape in the rapture. So when it talks about that, what we're praying for is it's just your daily walk with God, just like what we do always, that we're counted worthy. 
Uh, how are we counted worthy? We're counted worthy by having our name in the Lamb's uh, book of life. We're counted worthy by being born again. We're counted worthy by uh, having a relationship with the Lord, by being in the Word every day, by praying every day. And when we pray for these things, we're praying that we're worthy of, of this great salvation that God's given us. And so, um, you know, I mean, when we, when we look at Scripture, we got to look at everything about that Scripture. And a lot of people try to use this Scripture to say, look, that sounds like uh, it's a pre-trib rapture, like we're going to be taken out. Uh, we're going, uh, you know, we're yeah. going to get out of the tribulation, but it's really the yeah. instructions there are to watch for the Lord and pray. And we hear that over and over in scripture. We're told to be ready, to watch, to be mm-hmm. like, uh, the wise, uh, virgins that keep our lamps full of the oil. The oil there is representative of, of the Holy Ghost. We need to always be filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to always be seeking God and looking for his return. And that's what that scripture is talking about. Be watching for him. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Darlene. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Mike in Indiana, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you doing? We're well. How are you? Uh, My question is, when kids pass away... Before the age of accountability, do they go to heaven or hell? So here's the thing that we have for that. Okay, we, we've got a scripture, and I, I don't know exactly off the top of my head where that scripture is. Vince may know. But we, we have a pretty good idea because we know that when uh, David and Bathsheba's child was very sick and, and David was fasting and praying and, and hoping that this child would live, the Lord took that child. And David says, after that, uh, his servants come up to him and talk to him about this. And he says, I, I will no longer see my child, but I can go to my child knowing that the child was now in the presence of God. And so that's not exactly what the scripture says. Vince, do you know that scripture off the top of your head? No. I know. Uh, I, I just know that when David says to his servants, uh, that there's no mourning time anymore because he knows that nothing he can do can change that circumstance. His child will not come back to him, but he will go to be with his child. He understood in his mind that that child was with God. Okay. All right. And, All right. and I tell you what, if you email me uh, at endtime.com, just email us that question and I'll find that scripture reference and I'll get that to you, okay? Okay, that sounds good. Okay. Thank you for All your right, call. Thanks. All right. God bless. God bless you guys. Yes, God sir. bless. Now, I think they're in heaven. Yeah. The exactly. question is then the age of accountability. Right. And I'm not sure that we know. I'm not sure that yeah. there is a specific age. Now, of course, in the Old Testament, there was this age that was anyone under this was going to go to the promised land. Right. Well, it, things are different today as far as the... Uh, dispensation that we are in and so the question is is when does one become accountable and I have seven sisters and I know that each of us became accountable at a different age (laughs) (laughs) but we will talk more about that on the other side of the break Uh, stay tuned we'll love to talk to you most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us 
every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 1133. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. You don't mind? Welcome back to Into the Age. We have open lines at 1 877 time 1 877 We had a call uh, before the break, and Doug has the scripture. He wants to hit it before we move forward. So, Doug, take yeah. it away. Okay, so this is 2 Samuel. Chapter 12, verse 18, it says, And when it came to pass on the seventh day, the child died, and the servants of David uh, feared to tell him that the child was dead. And they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will we vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw his servants whispering, uh, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, is the child dead? And they said, uh, he is dead. David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. And then they came to his own house and required to eat. Uh, and required, they set bread before him and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, what thing is this that thou hast done that thou hast uh, fast and wept with the child while he was yet alive. But when the child is dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, while the child was yet alive. So this is verse 22. I fasted and wept for I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child is alive? Verse 23 says, but now that he's dead, wherefore shall I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. So that's that scripture that we can see that David knew that that child was uh, where David would go when he died. So he knew the child was with God. There's a lot of reading. I sh- probably should have shortened it a little bit. But anyway, it gets the point across. <laughs> we always need some good Bible study reading. So there you go. There's there you your go. for the day. All right. We will go to Michigan. Jamie, welcome to, or excuse me, Janie, welcome to End of the Age. Okay. Um, uh, I just want to say that I was really sad and I've been listening on the radio to Pastor Baxter for many years, I would say, probably for about as many as he's been on there. Um, <clears throat> I was reading the magazine uh, 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 March, April, uh, the March, April uh, uh, magazine in uh, 2019. And on, on page four, he is saying that the, when, when the peace agreement is signed, then we begin the seven years. And uh, I've heard you say that we're not in the seven years. So I would like for you to explain that. He does repeat it again, like on page 24. Yes, ma'am. So 
the peace agreement that we're waiting for, the one that will start the final seven years, has not been signed yet. Okay, that agreement will be between the Israeli people and the Palestinian people. Because those two people are the ones that have fought over Jerusalem since the dawn of time there. So the, the Bible says that um, he will confirm a covenant with many. That covenant is the covenant from Genesis that uh, God told Abraham from this land, from the great river in Egypt to the great river Euphrates, this shall be your land. So when they agree on Israel's right to exist in that land, and then the Palestinian people will also get a state, which we believe will be uh, the West Bank. That's what they're talking about uh, in, in the treaties when they speak of these treaties. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 24, 15 through 21, that when the abomination of desolation happens, as spoken of by the prophet Daniel, let those who be in Judea, the Jews in Judea, flee, for then there shall be great tribulation. So there are Jews living in that settlement area in Judea that will be allowed to stay there under Palestinian authority. And those are the ones that the Bible's talking about there. So this is how we know that these agreements are going to be between these two peoples. The uh, peace agreements that have been signed between uh, like the United Arab Emirates uh, and uh, Baran and some of the other places over there that have signed on, these are uh, economic peace agreements, basically. It is they are going to do business with Israel. They see Israel... As a, a state, they recognize Israel as a state of their own. And now they're going to begin to open up these uh, business ventures with them where they're going to have trade. They're going to have uh, tourism and both sides are going to benefit from this. This was part of President Trump's economic plan. He had an economic plan and he had a political plan. We have not seen the political plan come completely together because that will be where we decide the final borders of Israel. There will be a sharing of the Temple Mount between the Arabs and um, the Jews. And also, really, the, the peace treaty itself says that anyone should be able to worship on the Temple Mount in a respect for the other religions there. And so that is a clause that's in that peace agreement. So when we see this happen, Israel is allowed to build her temple on the Temple Mount. There's a sharing arrangement there. The Palestinians get their state. Israel gets Jerusalem and their state. And then we will see that final years begin, the final seven years begin. Does that make sense? Yes, I understand that perfectly. Okay. And I thought that was the way it was, that this was a peace deal but not the one that we expect to be before the seven years starts. Yes, ma'am. Um, but this, on this page, I don't know if you've read it or not, but it does sound so much like it's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the bottom, at his very last words, it says, though it's impossible to predict at this point, Trump's officials have said Trump would like to see a Palestinian-Israel peace deal completed before the beginning of the 2020, mm-hmm. President campaign demands of, uh, all his attention. And the very last words is, don't forget when a Middle, peace, Middle East peace agreement is concluded. He's, he's uh, making this sound like it's what he's talking about up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and goes on to say that that will mark the final seven years to Armageddon. 
Yes, ma'am. And so when we, it's just not concluded yet. It it has begun, or at least it's gotten to a better progress than it's ever been ever before. But the Palestinian and the Jewish people are who we're waiting to come to the table. And right now, Abbas, who is over the Palestinian people, he refuses to even come to the peace table right now. So we're going to have to wait until we see that happen before it's totally complete and we have that final seven-year start. Okay. Thank All right. you very much. Yes, ma'am. Thank All you right. for calling us today. Thanks, Janie. Uh, now, she's reading from the uh, nine proofs that we're living in the end time article mm-hmm. from that magazine. And so he's he's giving it's the third proof is that um, the West Bank and Israel will become a place of great tribulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, like she said, he says she said uh, when the prophesied peace agreement is fully concluded, this is the solution to the settlement problem that will be implemented. Yeah, and then it goes on to talk a little bit more about that. But like you said, that has not been finally concluded. Right. Um, so that is why we are not there yet. Right. And when that happens, Dave You'll said he's, he's going to do somersaults off this desk. We're so going to be ready. talking about it here because be... Dave's a big guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be something to see. All right, we're going to go to Chantel in Rhode Island. Chantel, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely, our pleasure. Um, okay, so I had a question. Um, so I know it's your belief that um, the, U- the United States, in particular, in particular, won't be part of the, um, the um, like part of the Mark of the Beast and whatnot. Um, but just a generalized question. Um, so what happens to people who say, okay, so who have they believe in God? Eternity on 
uh, well, there's this one scripture and I might make it if I don't take the mark. That That's very scary to me. And, and so we just need to try to share this gospel of the kingdom with everyone yeah. and try to get them saved before this time comes. And, you know, I mean, like uh, scripture tells us that as we see that day approaching, we need to be more about the father's business and we need to be uh, helping people understand this. So I would encourage you to work on whoever, uh, whether it be your mom or your friends or whoever that are not saved and and get those folks saved and get them in a Bible teaching church. All right. Thank you. I just wanted to ask. Well, thank you, and I love your energy. You got a lot of energy, and I. It sounds like you got some got kiddos this back kid there. in the background. I got, yeah, I got some littles. That's for sure. All right. <laughs> well, God bless you, and thanks for calling. God bless you too. Thank you. All right, now, Doug. I have. I wonder about this as well. You know, like the people that are kind of in the middle. Yeah. Jesus comes back. They didn't make the rapture. They haven't had the mark. Mm-hmm. Well. We don't have specific clarity on where what happens to those people. Right. But I sit here and go, all the stuff we know is coming. I don't know how many, like I wonder how many people there will be. Yeah, me too. How many people are going to be riding the fence at that point? Yeah. A third of mankind has been killed. People are walking around with the mark of the beast. There's been a peace treaty. Man pulls fire down from heaven. Yeah. And you don't have a line in the sand yet? Right. I mean. It's it's scary to think about people will not make a choice. It's not like there's going to be this two-month window where people can take the mark of the beast. And then no more after that. We're done accepting you. Yeah. No, they'll take your info anytime they can get it. Right. Uh, you know, they'll give out free donuts. They'll give out shopping <laughs> sprees at Kroger. They'll do all that stuff to get your information. Yeah. Uh, if it's free, you're the product. Anyway, I don't think there'll be many people riding the fence at that point. I certainly hope not. I don't get how that's even going to be possible. After we've, We're going to see the things that we know are coming from the book of Revelation. Now, I guess maybe there might be some fears of that if you don't understand the book of Revelation. Yeah. But we have resources to be able to understand the book of Revelation. Yeah. And uh, we don't have a lot, a lot of time to talk about that series. Maybe that's what we need to do next is a series about this uh, revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. But uh, we have a special deal on it. You can get it at endtime.com slash rev, endtime.com slash R-E-V, or give us a call at 1-800-END-TIME. It's the easiest thing to understand on Revelation that you'll be able to find. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com. 